Hey guys, I'm so excited to be talking to you this afternoon. I am going to be talking to you about client avatars. Now, what I've noticed um, among gym owners is that they quite often sell their business to the people just like them, even though that might not be the kind of members that they want to attract. And I see it commonly because male gym owners, um, especially, uh, try to attract other people through what they've accomplished for themselves. I'm fit. I'm healthy. I've got a great gym. We do this. We have these qualifications. And they're great what's. They're what you do. They're what you have. But they're not your why. And if you try to sell your gym based on who you've become, not who I can become, then you're already selling yourself. You're not selling to me. So a client avatar is the type of client you want to attract. And when you're writing a client avatar profile, think of the person in your gym that's the best customer for your gym. And this person, you know, they pay on time. They really value uh, your gymnasium. They um, refer their friends. They you know, if you're doing a, a picnic, they come to the picnic. If you're doing, um, I don't know, like a weight loss challenge or something, they'll encourage people to get involved. Now, when we have a look at this avatar, I want you to think about everything that he's doing. Where else is he spending money? What information does he want to know? So on average, gyms have four to five main avatars and I'm going to run you through them now so you can use them to build avatar profiles because you cannot use the same marketing for all five. So the number one avatar is athletic Aaron. Aaron does not need too much guidance. Uh, He knows what he's doing. He probably does other programs. He, you know, weight lifts or he does triathlons or whatnot. He's an athlete. He comes to your gym because he has resonated with you he likes your equipment things like that and he probably lives locally but he's self-motivated in order to keep athlete Aaron interested you need to have high level stuff going on nutrition um, scientific stuff around performance things like that then we've got weight loss Wendy joins the gym specifically to lose weight Now, while we know that weight loss is the outcome of a process, you want to attract weight loss, uh, Wendy, through eight-week challenges, resets, 30-day trials, um, group stuff. So have a think about, you know, those two avatars while we talk about the third. Third avatar is Nana. Nana Nancy comes along to do the step class two, three times a week with her friends before she goes to bingo. That older, moving over 50s is is really prevalent at the moment. Number four, young. Okay, school programs in young people. Um, They're a big avatar because they are um, constantly looking for varied. They will grow with you and quite often stay with you for life. And number five is the one that comes for a social reason. And they can be from any of the other groups. So you might have a group of footballers that come and do something once a week. You might have um, some dancers that come in. You might have taekwondo guys come over and do some strength. Couples, you might run a couples challenge. But the idea of this avatar 
is that they like the social connection. So bushwalks and um, doing things outside of the gym. So now we've got five avatars. We want to ask ourselves some questions around these avatars. What are their emotional needs? What do they need from you? Why are they coming to you? Now, none of these avatars give a shit about you or your business. They care about their life, their fitness, their health. And they want to know one simple thing. What's in it for me? Now, once you build a rapport with these avatars, that's when they start thinking about reciprocation. That's when they start thinking about taking up a buddy in the gym or they get involved in the social stuff. They start donating to the causes. But for starters, and in the early days, trust has got to be built. If they don't know, like, and trust you, they will not do business with you, let alone let themselves be vulnerable. If you're not being vulnerable, you can't expect them to be vulnerable. So when you're writing um, these avatars and you need to write a full page on each one, where they come from, their age demographic, their needs, their wants, their desires, who they hang around, what sort of language do they use, what outcomes do they want, what can make them joining the gym easier, how can you reward them, how can you inspire them, where else do they spend money that you could be referral partners with? What money's in their pocket that they're giving to someone else instead of you? The athlete, he's getting nutrition advice. He's buying supplements. He's probably repping out all the gear from those places that he loves to go and see. He buys new shoes all the time. So having, you know, seminars once a month on podiatry, having physios come in. Start thinking about your avatars in a more intimate setting. Get to know them. Date them. Court them. Stay with them. And learn who they are. You don't want to just attract them in the buying cycle. You want to, you want to have something on your Facebook pages for each one of these demographics. You want to be servicing them well before they spend money with you so that by the time they come and give their money to you by the time they come and join they're in love they're never going to leave i'm just going to leave you with this parting note people don't buy the best product apple macs and iphones are a clear representation of that people buy the product they understand and like first there are a million gyms you are a dime a dozen but they come to you because they understand what you do and why you do it. And they understand what's in it for them. So before you say in any of your Facebook ads, we do this, this and this, our gym's the best because we have a great community. Our trainers are qualified. Come and have a look at our great gym, do our seven day trial. They're like, bitch, please, you don't know me. Not once have you mentioned me yet. So what you want to do is you want to reframe. Hey, are you tired of being in pain? Would you like more energy? Would you like to sleep better? Well, come and join us because we walk side by side with you. Now you might think, oh, this sounds too fucking hard. That's okay. Keep having a revolving door of, of, um, of clients. There's a gym that I, uh, I, I go to in um, Newcastle. 
And during corona, they didn't, didn't lose any members. In fact, they had a ton of members wanting to join their gym because their online program was so good, because their community is so faithful. Why? Because they know their avatar and they don't cut no shit for anybody. If you're not their avatar, they don't introduce and they don't welcome you. And their avatar is one simple thing, someone who wants to be part of a community. So they build a community and they make it worth being part of. And so people don't want to leave the community because they have absolutely met all their needs. They make them feel good. People will remember how you made them feel. They will never remember what certificate you had. So just remember your business is not about you. I know, tough, isn't it? And all those, you know, ego-driven uh, gym owners out there, they're gonna, you're going to hate this. This is not going to sit right with you. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable and perturbed. And I'm glad. Because you can make a lot more money and you can keep a lot more people happy by figuring out who your avatars are, intimately writing something about those avatars and then designing your Facebook ads for them. It may sound like a lot of work, but you can always get a Facebook person to do it. It costs a lot less because they know what they're doing. Um, I write lots of, of different rewording, even for people who write Facebook ads. The wording and the language you use to attract your avatar is really important. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, so you've got your avatars now and you know who you're marketing to. Now you want to figure out how to categorize your clients for best demographic marketing. So age, interests, and so on. So what we're going to do is we're going to just forget about the avatars themselves for a second. We're going to categorize some of your current clients. So I want you to have a look at your current members and all of your current members. And, and, and there's already one springing to mind as your favorite. As we speak right now, you're like that guy. If I could have more of that guy in my business. So what we want to run through is categorizing clients to chop the dead wood that is stopping your business from growing so we are going to go with category a now category a is our favorite clients we call them the awesome clients awesome clients pay you top dollar they appreciate you they refer you they buy your merch they buy your supplements they pay on time they pay extra they're not on the lowest, cheapest of this or lowest or cheapest of that. They appreciate you. You've pretty much got customers for life. That is awesome, clients. Now, bread and butter. B. B clients are bread and butter clients. These are your basic clients. They might be on the basic package. Um, from time to time, they buy something extra. They don't cause you any issues, but they don't bring too great deal. They just plod along. They probably come to the once a month barbecue or they like the occasional Facebook post, but they're not that engaged. They're just basic clients, but they pay the bills and they keep the doors open. These are great clients. You might have 50 basic clients to 10 awesome clients, you know, top shelf, A and B, and they're still the B. You know, a lot of people are happy to be on the B team. So they might invite a friend on long occasionally and things like that. Now, we've got the C clients. Now, these are people you just can't deal with. They join the gym, they've been there five minutes and they're complaining. They're calling you or they're emailing you or they're causing issues. Um, people have issues with them. You can have these as staff members as well. 
But a sea coin, you just can't deal with them. Um, they're difficult and they're not worth the money. You could find their, you know, their, their membership of $50 a week and you're spending hours with them. They don't buy your merch. They whinge about things. They buy a T-shirt. They bring it back. They may even be disruptive during um, gym time, that sort of thing. Now we've got D clients. Now these are the ones that are dead to you. It's amazing how many times as business owners we will resuscitate a dead corpse. You know, we might have a group come through the gym, a school group or something, and they don't pay their bill on time. The kids are difficult. The teacher nicks off for a cigarette all the time. They don't really want to be there. They're just churning up. They're just bums on seats. They take away from your core business and they're a detriment. Now, as I'm saying this, you already know who these these people are. You're just scared to get rid of them for whatever reason. Sacking a customer is the hardest thing you'll ever do. Saying to a member, we're not the right place for you to be. We're not the right gym for you. You need to go. Let's help you find somewhere you're more suited to. That's tough. That's hard. But you've got to do it. Sometimes you've just got to put a bull in the back of one's head, make an example out of the situation, and then move on. So we've categorised these clients, okay? And what we've done here is put a line in the sand. Your gym is worth A and B clients. You need to look at them. You need to think, okay, our 10 favorite clients, how old are they? Are they men? Are they women? How did they get to come here? What do they love about us? What do we love about them? Where do they come from? Where do they go? Where do they come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> anyway, so let's have a look at these amazing clients. Now, what you're going to find is these awesome clients, they're more hard work than the bread and butter clients. So you can't only have awesome clients, you've got to have a spread. But these are the people you want to be talking to. What language do they use? What groups are they part of? What are they passionate about? Now, if, if an awesome and a bread and butter client just so happen to be your weight loss Wendy's, what you want to start doing is nurturing them, educating them, nutrition seminars, protein supplements, things that they can tap into to help them on their journey. Always celebrating the wins with them. These people are your business. We're arrogant to think that our business is us. It's not. It's the people we serve. And the people we serve will either give to or take away from our vision. C and D clients, they take away from your vision. They don't add to it. They don't belong there and you have every right to get them out of your business. We get scared sometimes because we go where the dollar is. And what we also need to be aware of is that if you are an athlete, business owner, you're an avatar. So you're an avatar yourself and you're attracting a certain avatar. So you need to have ambassadors or connections in each one of your avatars. So you need to have someone that's got a weight loss recovery story that's an ambassador in your gym. Someone that welcomes the weight loss Wendy's in someone that you utilize as a good luck story. You need to have someone that talks to the nanas. If you've got nanas groups in or school groups in, you've got to have someone liaises with them because you can't, you can't talk to all your avatars individually. Your Facebook marketing and your attraction marketing should speak to each one. Anyway, while you're thinking about your A, B, C and D, what created a D client? what created a C client. I used to run a cleaning business a few years ago and I used to find that 
um, I used to categorize the great clients that I wanted to attract. But I didn't often categorize and get intimate with the ones that had left because, you know, we're glad to see the back of them. But I noticed the demographic was the same. All the businesses I had to fire or who fired us all got a discount on their quote. Isn't that interesting? They did not see our value. They questioned our value all the time. Even when we demonstrated it, showed it, texted it, emailed it. You're fired. We don't, we don't acknowledge your value. So those clients, those D clients that are dead, they've done you damage. They're damaging clients. Go and have a look at them and see what the commonalities are. They could all be weight loss Wendy's. You might have a high functioning gym and they come in and if someone comes in and they're obese, they last two months and they leave and they, they say, you injured me. You did this, you did that. So you might have a look at those clients and be, okay, right. If we do get people in who are overweight, they can't be on the casual. They've got to be on, you know, they've got to get PT. They've got to get nutrition advice. Otherwise, they're not for real. You make these decisions based on what you know about your business. What I'm asking you to do here is an emotional tap in to your business. Being vulnerable and allowing the avatar to grow and develop just like you would in an intimate relationship. You wouldn't give someone the key to your apartment after two dates. Well, you might, but it's a big risk, isn't it? You don't ask someone to marry you after five dates, but we're asking the customer to do that for us when we ask them to sign a contract or join a gym where there's a cancellation fee. You don't want to give the keys to the city just to anyone. So we want to make sure you're the right client and you're going to stay. So there's some helpful tips. I hope that's been of help to you guys today. Love your work.